Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the CSGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. Braggs. Let's go. Rise and shine. Draft party, baby. The draft party tickets are on sale Right now, right damn now. They went on sale at 10 o'clock. Our diehards got early access at 9.30, but uh, you can jump on right now. Get those tickets. Uh, We are going to be at Joe's on Weed Street on April 27th and 28th. I will be living there from, uh, I believe, Wednesday evening until Saturday morning. I'll I'll just be moving in. Sounds awesome. Hopefully there will be like a great time. Some sort of trundle bed or something. I'm with you. We'll we'll hang out. I'm looking forward to it. For those who uh, like full details of these things, I'm here for you. Uh, $85 to get in the door, which gives you general admission, which gives you bar stools that should be available. Of course, tons of standing room space, and you of course have the inclu- all the uh, drink packages, Goose Island. Is going to be flowing beautifully. So will cocktails. So will um, premium cockies. Premium cockies. Uh, you want you want reserve table seating. We got that for one hundred and five. You want VIP seating uh, right next to the stage. Uh, we seating one hundred and fifteen. A booth one hundred and twenty-five. So lots of options for you. Can I can I get seating near the stage so I can produce this? Mess? We're charging you seven hundred dollars to be there, and you have to run the thing. Ay ay ay. We're bringing him back up. No mishaps. I hope so, honestly. No, yeah. I I heard Allie's coming from Denver. Thank goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. That makes. I got sources. Now, now that makes it a real. uh, Well, that makes me nervous. It's a legitimate event. She's there. What about the Raggedy Ann City? (laughs) (laughs) Raggedy Ann Dell from the combine would be a good addition. (laughs) Unless you stole one of those and bought it. I did not. One of the seven hundred from the house. I think I left about seven cords in that house. That so I can't charge (laughs) my uh, UBL boombox thing. That makes sense. So if anybody has that somewhere, or I got to go drive back down there, I don't know where to get those. Yeah, you should probably. Raggedy Ann has that now. Raggedy Ann is probably has all my cords. <laughs> no That's way messed you're up. That back. Um, Big well, day today, Hogue. Also, if you are not, if you are a diehard, I want to stress that if you are a CSGO diehard, you get a discount on tickets. So if you're not, what are you doing? Right, and, and the diehard and, membership and will pay for. If itself. you become a diehard right now, you can get a free shirt. We're gonna have a happy hour in like a week. You get discounted tickets on the draft party. All that's all in the next three weeks. First time I'm hearing about this happy hour. Yeah, but get it on my calendar. (laughs) There is a happy hour coming up before the draft. Sure, yeah, I promise. Happy hours for those who don't know what they are. uh, Most of a lot of you do, but uh, we we do a a private Zoom where twenty to fifty to hundred of your best Bears friends are all hanging out with (laughs) with us, and we're just we're just hanging out. We're you know you can be drinking, you cannot be drinking, obviously, and we're also uh, you know having conversations about everything. 
does Hogue know he got called out on the last one? In the happy hour? Yeah. For what? Not being there? Yeah. You know, because, oh, you were in Arizona. I was in Arizona, and yeah. I was actually in the dark by the end of it. I was I showed off the nice sunset outside my uh, parents' backyard. Nice. and uh, I, Yeah, I don't remember. It, it dark. Yeah, I was enjoying you don't a... don't remember me, Carl? I was enjoying a nice... Not cool. ...dinner with my wife. <laughs> You're entitled to miss a happy hour, I'm buddy. Not gonna ruin that dinner by uh, talking to Braggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. Actually, was that Tuesday or Wednesday you guys did that last week? Tuesday night. Oh yeah. First, we watched Wisconsin lose to North Texas in the NIT, which is the most humiliating experience you Mean can Green, have unless baby. you lose to a 16 seed. Come on, first see round. USA, man. They were like. 19 and three or something in the, all the tournaments combined. Actually, I would argue that's worse than losing to a 16 seed. What? I'm so bored by Purdue's patheticness. That can we just move on? That's, yes, absolutely. That, 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 that university is just not worth I actually, anything. No, I, I was just telling Grant you. Grant McCaslin, come on. He's uh, now Texas Tech's head coach. Got a new job. Good for him. He did. Good for him. You beat Wisconsin, you got a new job. Everybody profits. There all we right. go. Yep. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, we had a uh, breakdown of the top five interior O-linemen in the 2023 draft uh, using our CHGO big board, which uh, actually has been updated since then. Certain somebody named Mark Carmen filled out his uh, rankings later after the show and it messed up with the order. Well, I'd like to take full blame for that. All of us at, at the Carm feel bad about it, and it do require. An, uh, but you, you all did. of us at the Carm, yeah. <laughs> at at the Carm. It's a corporation now. It is at the Carm LLC. LLC. Yeah. Uh, we had some big uh, meetings after we mm-hmm. realized that we let the team down yesterday, and me and me sat together and looked in the mirror and said, "We got to be better." So uh, Osiris Torres Torrance already getting a bump up on the uh, the old draft board, which is fluid until draft night. So that's the great thing. If you another perk of being a diehard, you can see that. But regardless, we still broke down uh, broke down the top five interior alignment. It's all there for you. Please go check it out. Um, and within our draft board, if you go on there, we're going to start putting the individual videos on each player. So there's plenty of content there to uh, consume for you with the interior alignment. Today we're going to shift to the offensive tackles, um, which I think one of the three of us on the set right now is very excited about. That would be me. <laughs> Braggs is... They, they brought me in today for offensive line expertise. How, how long are your arms? How long are my arms? I don't know. Longer than Skaronsky's? <laughs> no. No. No, they're not. Yeah, we would have whoa, to measure. Easy on... Uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what you're capable of. Braggs, by the way, for the record, has been in a terrible mood all morning, and then the, the show started, and he got in a good mood. So he's just happy to see everybody. I'll speak for you. But, yes. When the chat comes on, it just lights me up. It does. I mean, this guy's been miserable all morning long, and, and now you just are all making him smile. So know that. Light it up. All right. Um, we already have a discrepancy at the top of this board because uh, the number – so the way this is working is this is our consensus, CHGO – big board and um so we all sort of pitch in and come to a consensus just like you would in a draft room right i actually disagree here at the top with who's number one because it wasn't my top pick but still think he's a good player and we're going to start right now with paris johnson jr from the ohio state university 6 6 uh, will likely be a first-round pick. Could very well be in play for the Bears at uh, number nine overall. And, of course, the athleticism through the roof. 
prototypical left tackle, uh, certainly on paper, the way you build him. He's got the length that Skaronsky doesn't have. Um, he's got the size and um, he, the way he gets to the second level, the athleticism, he moves his feet easily. And um, the lower half technique is very, very strong. I still think he uh, can improve his upper half strength and get uh, his hands to a better level. If you watch his film, there's a bunch of like bear hugs on film that he got away with in the Big Ten that I think will definitely get called at the next level. Um, so he's got some things he got to pick. Also, when you look at him against top teams, he uh, had a, a couple bad moments against Lucas Van Ness. Yep. Top 15 pick. And he gave up a sack in the Peach Bowl as well in the uh, semifinals of the college football playoff. So that gives me a little bit of concern that against some of those top-tier guys he went up against because at the NFL level, that's all you're going to see. Little concerning where I thought Skaronsky was a little bit more consistent um, even against the top guys, although he did have a bad moment against Van, Lucas Van Ness too in the Iowa game. Um, so bottom line for me, is I understand why if the Bears, the way they do things, the, the emphasis they put on length, my guess is they probably have Paris Johnson Jr. ahead of Skronsky too. That's just me guessing. But f- for me personally, I think Skronsky's film is just more consistent. That's why I put him number one, but I certainly understand why uh, he ended up number one on the o- offensive tackle list for us. Things that, that I like about Paris Johnson Jr., for one, us. Uh, 23 straight starts. That's not, uh, you know, 100, but that's some decent durability right there, which I enjoy. Uh, I think a fit for the Bears alongside the just the upside of his talent and what you've already seen to this point, which has been significant. How many starts did you say he had? 23 consecutive. Oh, okay. 23. Yeah. Now, one caveat. Yeah. He only... Only half of those are at left tackle. Right. Because he, he played right guard the year before. He, to get on the field with a very talented Buckeye uh, front five, he... Played right guard, so he so that is. I mean, he's obviously not going to play guard for the Bears, but unless things go dramatically wrong, if he is the draft pick, but he does have that in his history, so there is that as well. He is, as far as first class dude coming in here, you're talking about academic all Big Ten. No one cares about this stuff other than me. I get it, but uh, he's a member of the National Honor Society. He's a member of the Chinese International Honor Society. He's raised over $10,000 to assist military veterans, student athletes, and the homeless. He speaks Mandarin Chinese. He speaks Portuguese. The dude's freaking interesting. Um, And I like to go all the way back to birth with Paris Johnson Jr. He was (laughs) 22 and a half inches when he came out. The average baby is 20 inches. He was a big dude coming. He he had a lot of longer arms than Skaronsky at that point. Dude was ready to go straight. He was right when he came out of the womb, man. (laughs) That's messed up, Braggs. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Peter. Uh, Don't kill me. So (laughs) don't kill me. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, Mama Monica, uh, you know, had she had an extra challenge on on that day. Twenty two and a half inches coming out, big dude, ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Yeah, Monica gave me a shout out on Twitter when I did my my little uh, my little pro day. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you're reenactment of Paris Johnson. Um, maybe oh, we can play right. that later in the show. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that uh, stuck out to me is his relationship with Justin Fields, I think, is certainly important. He did say outright on Bussin' with the Boys, Taylor Lewan, he has a podcast. I believe it's a Barstool show. Uh, he said he wants to play for the Bears, so I liked hearing that. The one thing that did stick out to me in that interview, though, was when he was talking about some of the potential teams he could play for, Miami was brought up. 
And he said, well, I don't think I'd play tackle there because tackle's already set, and I'd be willing to play guard. And I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing to say. Like, dude, you're a potential top 10 pick. I almost want to hear more alpha. Yeah. I want to more hear more, I am a tackle. I want to be the left tackle. I want to be the, exactly. It, like, okay, maybe I appreciate the, the, the team aspect, you know, mentality. I'll play where they need me. But at the same time, I want alphas. I want a guy that is like, I'm, I'm the tackle. I'm going to be the best tackle in this league kind of mentality. For the CHO diehards, uh, Nick Moriano has a bunch of notes uh, from some film he's watched within our draft profile on um, Paris Johnson Jr. There's also some video of him against Iowa going up against Lucas Van Ness, uh, courtesy of our guy Nate Tice, who posted that on Twitter. And then, uh, you know, we talked about this the other day, but Nick had a great Q&A with offensive line expert Brandon Thorne. If you haven't read it yet, I highly encourage you to go to check it out uh, at allchgo.com. That's unlocked for everyone, but his um, Thorne's comments on Paris Johnson Jr. are also in the draft profile that we have on our draft board. And, you know, he, he says he has, uh, on Paris Johnson Jr., he says he has elite length. I think his anchor and play strength are closer to average, maybe a little bit below average. That's kind of his Achilles heel that I think could get, better over time considering how young he is considering he still has some physical maturing to do so I think that could get more solid over time but the way he sustains blocks in the run game is really impressive and he is Thorne's uh, number one tackle partially because I think Thorne leans towards uh, guard for Skaronski. Super interesting stuff great work by six, Nick. 6'6", six, 3'10". Yeah. He no, looks the part. Like I said on paper he is you know he's built like you would want your left tackle and he's violent, not necessarily as violent as some of the others that we'll get to, like Broderick Jones, who's in my head right now with his violent abilities. But there are there's video of Paris taking uh, would-be tacklers three yards off the field yeah. and just continuing blocks. Uh, also, as we're kind of giving little background information, I think it, I think it's time, Hogue, right now to mention who's going to be here in that seat oh, on, yeah. uh, on, on Friday at 2.30, special show, special Friday edition of CHGO Bears. Fingers crossed, as Lawrence is doing right now, that we all make it through traffic, in particular our guest makes it through traffic and gets here. Uh, but Braxton Jones, your current left tackle of the Chicago Bears, wow. will be right here, 2, 2.30 Friday, special show. We'll have him for roughly an hour or so, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so we're, we're kind of switching our Thursday and Friday shows up. So tomorrow will be the Chicago Audible show you get with Will and Nick every week. And then Friday, we'll be back in studio, Braxton Jones in studio with us on Friday. And again, that's going to be a 2.30 start time instead of noon. That's awesome. And spo spoiler alert, you're going to love Braxton Jones. He's a great dude. Oh, he's very thoughtful and great public speaker. So I'm excited about the interview yeah, for sure. Perfect. I think we should have him break down the top five offensive linemen. That would be probably awkward yeah. for him, but uh, <laughs> but I would be if we could, you know, let him act like we're not on the show and no one's listening. I would be very interested yeah. in his thoughts on who he would like to play with as you know someone if he has to have somebody else to you know play tackle with, which he will. So, all right, um, maybe it'll be Larry Borum. You never know. So, <sighs> do you want to see the video of Braggs? <laughs> we could do it. I don't care. I, yeah, we yes, do it later. We do. Braggs, so first of all, let's set this up by by pointing out that Paris Johnson had a a video go viral from his pro day 
of him doing this. We've got that sort of wacky. Too. I don't want to call it wacky, but he was showing off his ability to, to you know, to drop and, and do all the athletic things that he's able to do um, from his pro day. So you can kind of see it there. And then, so of course, Greg Braggs, you know, wanted he to show was like, Yeah, he was like screaming in the video too, which I found the most entertaining of it. So Braggs, we all know, <laughs> is also... In the NFL draft, <laughs> CHGO Bears select Greg Braggs Jr., Crown Point, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, the footwork is identical. I mean, there's literally no difference. Uh, the athleticism is the same. And look at the length, too, in that frame. Yeah, look at how uncomfortable he is right there. Looks like he's gonna fall over. It looks like his back hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that technique. Look at look at that. (laughs) Yeah, gotta spot the camera there on the way back. Yes, Um, I like the cul-de-sac. It's a nice cul-de-sac. For those of you listening, that was a key in our house. A cul-de-sac. Yeah, Yeah. for those of you listening to the podcast, go back and Bragg's his Twitter about three weeks. Good luck. Because <laughs> yeah. there's been since then probably 846 tweets. But uh, yeah. Or or if you just want to picture it in your head, just think about Maybe. the best like athleticism you can think of for a tackle. And that's the video we showed uh, Paris Johnson Jr. And then think about the opposite of that. And then that would be the Braggs <laughs> video there. So. Hey, Paris Johnson Jr. gave it some love on Twitter and so did his mom. So so uh, it was a good job. Well, by shout you. out to those guys. I've been efforting to get Paris on the show, but we'll see. They, his agent's is he du- de- his agent's ducking me right now. Is he demanding more videos like that before <laughs> I put him on the show? I figured that would that would you know you know yeah. get us the in, but we'll see. I'm just happy, Adam you, Heller. I'm just happy you didn't get hurt. <laughs> I'll just say this to the agent, and I don't know who the agent is, but you can run, but you can't hide. Brad's yeah. gonna hunt, yeah. gonna find you, buddy. Yep, rise and shine. <laughs> Dodging us, agent. Let's go. Paris Johnson wants to sit on. I'm the show. sure they're busy. I get it. Nah, I get it. It's, yeah, it's, they come got on. nothing. To like, do. You can, you can. Paris should be out there talking to people, including us. Let's go. Skoransky should be too. Yes. Which, speaking uh, number two. On our consensus, top five offensive tackles in this draft, we go to Peter Skaronsky, the pride of Maine South in Park Ridge and a stud left tackle for the Northwestern Wildcats for three years. And uh, in terms of tape, man, this is as consistent as it comes. He's 6'4", 315. Uh, of course, the arm length is really the only thing you can complain about with this guy. Um, you know, in terms of being a teammate, the work – there are zero red flags. The tape is, if we're just looking at this objectively, his tape is as consistent as anybody in this draft. I am saying anybody in this draft. Not just tackles, not just offensive linemen. He is as smooth as it, as it comes. And, um, you know, to, to come in from high school, start as a true freshman in the Big Ten at left tackle just does not happen. And he did so also in, a, in the COVID year when they're – Training camp and everything was weird, and it was start on, start on, start off. Like, it, it just it, – it was a weird year, and he came in with no problems. So, obviously, there's the much-talked-about concerns about his arm length, which is a very real thing. I'm not denying that at all. You know, certain evaluators in the NFL will say there is a cutoff point. There's never been a left tackle with this short of arms that's had success in the NFL. I get all that, and I can't really argue with it. Um, but I do think when you look at the tape and you see how good he's been – 
I would at least give them the chance to be the outlier. There certainly are outliers. I yeah, I I love Peter Skaronski. He he again would be a, a perfect fit in that locker room. There's a versatility to him. Like you literally could play him anywhere on the offensive line, which is not the goal again if you're drafting him at nine. But it, it would, but but here's the thing on that. Yeah, and it might not be. And I understand that there's certainly the Bears have a need at tackle, a huge need at tackle, which is a, which is a real thing. And but you need good players. Like I keep going back to that. You just need good players. And of all the offensive linemen in this draft, I don't think there's anybody that has a better chance to start week one and play well <coughs> in week one than Peter Skaronsky does. Whether that's a guard or tackle, I think he has the highest floor of any prospect in the entire draft. Because I think that that high floor is Pro Bowl guard, right? And whereas I think... You could make an argument, and I would sit here and certainly understand with the length and the way you build them in a lab. Paris Johnson probably has a higher ceiling, maybe. Certainly has a tackle in the NFL. But I don't think there's any question that Skronsky's, the worst-case scenario between the two, you would take Skronsky's like, okay, well, the worst thing is we got to move him the guard, and he's going to be great. I, I, I agree with you. Higher floor. That's interesting, though, that you saying that his floor is a Pro Bowl guard. Big-time statement right there. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that I'm is not a not the big, only one who thinks that. I yeah, yeah, okay. That's a big statement. The worst-case scenario with this dude is that he's a Pro Bowler in the interior. That ain't bad if, if, that's, if that's how it turned out for so him. Between, so with all that on the table, I want to ask you, Braggs, yeah, which Braggs. one would you rather take the chance on then? If you had, you, you're not trading back, you have to make the pick at nine. They're both sitting there. Which one would you take? It's Paris Johnson Jr., without question. I mean, he looks the part. You know, I think both guys have question marks, still have things to get better at, but I'm going to take Paris Johnson Jr. And there's nothing against Peter Skronsky, but I just, it really scares me when I hear guard. You know, I, I don't want a top 10 player that's a guard. I want a can't-miss player. You know, we talked about this on... On After Dark, you know, I want guys that I know, not I think. And I, it, when, when we get into this discussion into the weeds on Peter Skronsky, you have some people like yourself that say, I think he could be a left tackle. And then there's others that say, I think he is a guard. But I'm also telling you he is a can't-miss guy on the offensive line. I just more it, so than Paris Johnson. But if, but if it ends up being a guard, I'd prefer to find a tackle. When how many times are we going to pick in the top ten? Hopefully, not many more here in the next ten years, unless we're finding trades. You know, like we did with the Panthers pick. I don't want our pick being in the top ten again. So if that's the case, this is our one chance at a top ten pick. I want guys that I know are elite players. And is he elite? I mean. You're saying wherever he plays, he is. I, I, I have my concerns. And maybe this is the ghost of tackles past here in Chicago with Gabe Karimi and other players of that nature. I mean, I we've had some Nobody bad luck. Nobody would say here. that Gabe Karimi's floor was a Pro Bowl guard. I, Just saying. We've had some bad luck with some first-round tackles. So I, it makes me nervous. I, I'm more of a skill guy when it comes to – you know, early in the draft, so I'm being biased when I say this. All right. Well, 
Who would you take? Because I'm taking Paris Johnson. Jr. I'm not saying that I wouldn't take Paris, but the way you do, I, I, it's the chat is noticing that I'm eye rolling at you, which is, kind of, <laughs> which is kind of, um, I gotta, I guess, pair, maybe work on my stoic face. How many times a day do you, you eye roll it all Greg? the time? Okay, everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> I live in, I live in the moment. Uh, the whole looks the part thing, forget about what it looks like just because Paris is taller. I'm not saying that I wouldn't take Paris Johnson because I do think the upside is that much greater and you, the Bears right now are pretty overloaded on the interior plus the fact that you could get some in, there are very interest there are interesting interior options that you can get later in the draft which also, uh, if we're going to you know really start doubling down, maybe even tripling down on getting this offensive line in the spot that it needs to be, they could go that route as well. But, um, you know, just because Skaronsky, I, I don't I don't get caught up in the arm length as much as others are getting. I don't get caught up in the fact that he's not as big. I get, I look at the production and it is there. And I, so that's it. Well, and the, and the thing that I would just say overall is I don't have a problem with any of, if they select any of the five guys we're going to talk about today, I'd be fine with it. With the preface that we've traded back to get one of them. Yeah. I don't like reaching really for any of these That's guys at point. nine, if I'm being honest. I'd prefer to trade back and let one of these players fall to me, and now we've added an additional pick, and I'd feel better about it. I'm worried about reaching So, with 100% these guys. agree. And I agree with that, too. Um, and that, But that is, that is the crux of my argument for why, if I have to take one of these five guys at nine, I'm going with Skaronsky. Because... I, I just cannot justify taking an offensive lineman in the top nine and feeling like there's a risk that it's not going to work out. And I just know, I feel more confident than any of these other of these guys that Skaronsky is going to be a stud on my offensive line for a long, long time. And so maybe that's settling, if you want to make that argument. I also... So you're saying Skaronsky's floor is higher than anyone else's. Correct. Would yes. you say Paris Johnson's ceiling is higher than anyone else's? At tackle, yes. Yes, at tackle. I don't think Paris Johnson's moving to guard, though, and having nearly as much success as Skaronsky would. Um, and, and, and I'm also drafting, and me personally, I don't know what the Bears would do, and I understand arm length's a big deal to them, so I'm not even saying that this is what they would do, but... I would, if I'm drafting Skronsky, I would still try him out at right tackle in training camp in the preseason. I'd leave Braxton Jones on the left side, and I would see if Skronsky can handle on the right side where he'd get help, more help from tight ends. Um, and I'd see if that can work. And if it doesn't, I feel very confident that if I have to move him over to the left guard, if it's not working and Tevin Jenkins is not working or whatever's not working, I'd feel very, very good that I didn't just blow a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And, and I just, and, and Brandon Thorne got into some of this with Nick too, in that Q and a, like there's not really a slam dunk offensive line prospect in this draft, except Skaronsky, but everyone's just worried about his arms and thinks he's a guard. And I'm more of a, I've always philosophically thought this way. I, I, I don't put the same emphasis on tackle versus guard as some teams do. There are teams that build inside out. I'm more of an inside out guy. The problem is right now the Bears literally like don't have a right tackle, and I get that, but that's not enough for me. The Bears aren't a right tackle away from winning the Super Bowl. Right. They're just not. So I'm going to take the best player there, and to me it's Skaronsky. 
Let's uh, can we hear from Peter? Uh, well, I just want to do you want to push back on this uh, super chat from Chris? Uh, Chris Pagaro. Cram likes locker room guys over talent confirmed. No, I like. Yes, I will push <laughs> back, Chris. And we do greatly appreciate the super chat. Thank you. I like both. I like a combination. I like my cake and eat it, too. I. A lot of guys with a lot of great talent out there who don't necessarily love playing football and or can create problems within your locker room. When you're picking this high, you want to take somebody who's got both. That's how I see it. Although, at some point here, I might have to back off and Gary Ross close your ears. I'm, I'm getting nervous about my Jalen Carter thing. The more stuff I read about people being excited about Jalen Carter and his potential going in the top <laughs> ten, which is making me nervous. So, but here, let's let's Jalen hear- Carter is just living in your head. He is. You think I, about Jalen Carter more than you think I, about anybody. In this draft, probably true. Because I, I mean, in life. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I, I also think about Father Bob Skaronsky, who played at Yale, and grandfather, also named Bob, who's a five-time NFL champion tackle for the Packers. I, I, am, I am Bob. Let's be honest. Good he pedigree. About brags more than yeah. He does. Sure. He I've been actually text me all the time. I've been, I, I, I've been trying to move away from you. It's been a process. <laughs> <laughs> this cram thing is really, really. Yeah created a right. here. Here's Skaronsky talking about the old arm length thing. I think this video is courtesy of Braggs. Braggs. Yeah, it is. The supposed limitations of short arms, like how are you able to, to overcome that? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, an arm like number doesn't really determine a great player or a great blocker. Um, I think it's pretty relevant. I think, you know, some of my issues that have been chalked up to arm length are really just technical things that I can work on and try to fix. Um, so I'm not really concerned about that. And I, from what I gather, a lot of teams aren't really either. Why do you think that narrative is out there? You're not the first offensive lineman people have said that about. Why, why do you think that narrative is out there? Um, I, I don't know. I guess some people just kind of look to measurables. Um, you know, some people who maybe don't understand the position that well, like, oh, your tackle, there's longer DNs out there, so you need longer arms. Uh, as, as my trainer, Duke Mayweather, says, like, no one seems to have an answer for the for the long-arm guys who can't block anybody. Um, so. What do you do What do you do you to make up for for that? I'm not saying it's a shortcoming, but what, what do you do that off-balances that is a strength? In a different yeah, no, I think it starts with, you know, you you win blocks with your feet, really. That's that's always been my philosophy, personally. Um, so that, for sure, and like just continuing to work on, you know, punch timing and hand placement, I think are huge things for me to sort of alleviate that sort of issue, um, which is something I got to work on for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about my arm length, and you can't just sit here and complain about it. Not that it really matters, anyways. But there's there's plenty of way more important things in terms of being a good offensive lineman. Can you tell me about? So obviously, Peter Skronsky's uh, combine interview with Greg Braggs just didn't go well because it hasn't changed his opinion. <laughs> hey, I'll respect uh, Peter. Hey, he stepped, he, you know, he stepped up to those questions and answered them. He's not shying away from the conversation. I, I like the quote where he said, you know, nobody says anything about the guys with long arms that can't block. I thought that was funny. Did you uh, like how he did air quotes though with those tiny arms? He put his tiny <laughs> arms up. The T Rex. Be nice. Uh, Dylan uh, is Team Carm. Thanks, Dylan. Dollar ninety nine. Thank you, Dylan. Feels so, good every time I see. No, Dylan. I mean Dylan's love Carm. Yeah. I, I stand by what I've said. I'm gonna trust Ryan Poles. You know, there's plenty of guys on Twitter and and doing shows that 
try to outthink it and, and, and be smarter than the GM. And I understand there's been plenty of GMs in Chicago that have made bad picks. Dan Bozine and others, you know, oh like boy. GMs miss. So I'm not saying don't question GMs. But when draft day comes and we're partying at, at Joe's on Weed Street, I'm going to be excited no matter who they take because I trust the process that Ryan Poles is putting us in right now. So if it's Peter Skaronski, so be it. Would it be my pick? No, it wouldn't. Bragg's getting a lot of love in the comments for his work at the Combine. I agree. Bragg's is kind of, that was really his, his high point so far, I believe. And that was him and his element. Yeah. That was, that was his awesome. high point? It's been I all downhill so, since. No, I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a peak. It was an incredible was combine time. for Bragg's, but every day is great with Bragg's because Bragg's is Bragg's and Bragg's is uh, getting it done. Bragg's was living well there for a moment. But I mean, that Friday night with him and, and then the just him flo- and me, that was then great. the Fairleigh Dickinson yeah. hit yeah. like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that Hunter, brick by bricks, bricks, bricks. Yes. <laughs> Spray in your face. Brick after brick after brick. Do you see who Hunter Dickinson's side turn here uh, is meeting with today? Uh, Northwestern? Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, what? Hunter Dickinson's uh, star guy in the transfer portal college basketball left turn here. He's meeting with. Who cares? I don't know. Illinois? Uh, Northwestern. Kentucky. I thought oh. I thought you'd get excited and no. say Purdue and it'd be a good bit, but it didn't work out. So nope. bad, no. bad job by me. Jeez. Moving along. Okay. The National Player of the Year is coming back next year. Okay. So I'm not worried about Hunter. Anyway. Who's next, Ho? Something I care more about. Yes. Uh, Pins and Aces, <laughs> our official golf apparel partner of All City and Inc- CHGO. Incredible apparel that showed I'm wearing up it right now. Look at Ho. This is a nice pins. This is like the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn. It's perfect for golf, flexible. Um, Kind of hard to see the actual logo here on the screen. I mean, the, the the gear came in yesterday. Somehow, Hogue was the first one to get it. He takes the best thing in the whole thing. Look at this. Oh, and it's got the cool lining on the hoodie. Oh, that is cool. It's, it's good hoodie it's lining. Cool. I mean, especially for today, it was a little rainy but warmer. This is like the the best. Oh, I attacked that pins and aces gear. Perfect to go to the White Sox game with a game time ticket. Uh, yeah, they're trying to convince me by the end of the show to come with them. We'll see. <laughs> Starting the day off with Eloy injury news was not the best way to get me excited. Shocker. Um, but if you can't tell, we love our pins and aces gear. I especially love the pins and aces gear. And, you know, I'm already getting compliments for wearing this uh, on and off the course. And it is kind of the kickoff of golf here in Chicago. Uh, April 1, the weather's looking pretty decent. And it is Masters Week, too. So uh, make sure you're grabbing your pins and aces gear. They are family-owned a golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and I've talked about this many, many times before. You have to get one of these if you are a golfer. The beer sleeve. It is an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. It's a sleeve. It goes right in your golf bag, sits there, keeps your drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Bregs, how's your sex life? It's great. You want to make it better? Yes, sir. Yes, I know you do. Hogue, you want a better sex life? Always striving for greatness. Uh, Right. You want to be the best that you possibly can be. 50% of men out there have symptoms that get in the way, like watching Purdue basketball, wanting or enjoying uh, the better sex life. 
the way to do that is to watch Northwestern and also get with Roman, uh, who is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men. They make there's there, no one does this better than Roman to get you to last longer and perform at your highest level of your abilities. They have a variety of sexual health needs and they're, they've got genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain the strong big unit if you will. Uh, discreet wipes are available to you that last four You're times. Randy Johnson? I, well, I, <laughs> Is that what you're talking we, about? I wasn't necessarily talking about Randy, but that was a great nickname. Um, <laughs> men with low testosterone, uh, you want to get that back to normal, you can help increase your libido. Uh, Robin offers a testosterone test that includes some lab processing. This is official. If it's appropriate for you, there's treatment for low testosterone. There's no rating rooms. There's no hassle. You get the straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. And look, uh, when, when you are uh, in the moment, you, you want to remain in the moment. And I know for myself that at times the, the moment has been t- too brief and you really want to celebrate the moment as fully as you possibly can. I know this you feel eye this, contact I, is I, I, something. I know you, you feel this. this. I, I know you feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, bottom line, this is what you got to do. You want to learn about how you can achieve your personal se- sexual health goals. Go to row.com co slash chgo to get 20 percent off your entire first over that's r o dot c o with some with an aggressive sneeze in the background who's i think paul's getting excited about this opportunity r o dot co slash chgo it's already working roman we love you there's no way the mics pick that up but that was it was, it was the biggest sneeze amazing, in the history yeah. of sneezes. No one has ever sneezed. Like, lions don't sneeze like that. that. Do lions sneeze? That wasn't a lion. That was amazing. Do lions sneeze? I'm sure. Why Did not? you say that sneeze was bigger than Broderick Jones? No. Number three. <laughs> Great transition. On our... Nobody's bigger than Broderick Jones. Consensus offensive tackles. The giant Broderick Jones out of Georgia. 6'5", 311. Comes in at number three on our list here. First round pick. This would be an interesting... Now, I've... Seems like Broderick Jones has been rising up a little bit. Could be in conversation at nine, but certainly if the Bears trade back, this would be um, sort of the best of worlds between Paris... If you're debating Paris Johnson and Peter Skaransky, but you trade back and you end up with Broderick Jones, I'd like it. I would like it. Big... Player, a uh, little inexperienced, but he's got a little Tevin Jenkins in his game. What I mean by that is the nastiness, the way he finishes blocks. His tape is fun to watch, uh, and you could just see that. I and mean, when that shows up on tape, to me it screams like hits principal guy. Good fit for the Bears. Finishing to the end. Uh, he needs to uh, work on his technique. Hands need to get better. He's got these massive club hands. Um so I'm not convinced that he's going to come in and, you know, be a top tackle right away. I think he needs a little bit more developmental time. But I also think that there is a possibility that if it doesn't work out tackle, similar with, you know, Tevin Jenkins moving to guard, I think that that could be a good fallback option that lowers his floor a little bit. No, you're I mean, raises the floor up a little bit. You're 100% right. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not breaking, you know, I'm not going to pretend here – to anyone here in the chat or watching the show that I'm breaking down offensive line tape. I'm not. 
I follow what you guys are doing as far as coverage and your opinion, reading different articles, different things people put out on Twitter. And, you know, I do got to give a shout out to our guy, Robert Schmitz. He hung out with us on the combine weekend. He did a little minute video breakdown of Broderick Jones. And you're right. When you watch him, he was. Robert's awesome. He did a great job. Robert's a good dude and he does good work. And his physicality was something that certainly stood out. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It was like something that jumped off the screen. It was like, wow, this dude is a beast. And I would not be upset whatsoever if this guy is. You watch Paris Johnson or Peter Skronsky. I don't know if I'm seeing this kind of physicality. From It stood out with Broderick Jones. There's a lot of people that think that Broderick Jones is the best fit for the Bears. I've seen it. It's in the chat again. Um and here comes Kevin Fishbane in the chat. When's the episode that where Hogue breaks down the best personal protectors in the draft? I don't know what that means, but you and Fish, Fishbane are. The personal protector on punt. Oh, uh, well, yep. okay. So yes. That was over my football knowledge. A, yeah, over. <laughs> That's funny. In the special team. Anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a special uh, special teams diehard happy hour. We'll, we'll, we'll break down all the personal protectors and it'll be probably just me and Kevin. That'd be great. I I'll for sure uh, tune in. All right. So Broderick is interesting. Broderick is moving around. The bears are meeting with Broderick Jones. That's not a huge surprise. They're meeting is that today. Uh, Did me... I see that that was today? Yes. Or... Okay. Yeah. That I forget the day, but okay. I guess it doesn't matter, but he's one of the top 30. He's players. also meeting with the jets. He's also meeting with the Patriots. He's also meeting with the Titans. He's meeting with the Cardinals. He's meeting with the bears. Uh, a lot of people have him, by the way, going to the Jets in mock drafts at 13. Can I just uh, do a little uh, side note on all these meetings? Yeah. Meetings can also go bad. They can. So, uh, you know, uh, it's it's okay to track the meetings, but it doesn't m- really mean anything. Yeah, Jeremy Fowler put on tw- Twitter, pre-draft visits for Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones include Titans, Patriots, Jets, and likely Cardinals and Bears per source. Bears. Uh, the person that the Bears are meeting with today on a top 30 visit is Tyree Wilson. There you go. Okay. Per Ian Rappaport. Not the, the rash. fake Rappaport. Has the real one. The real one. Okay. But Braggs is the one telling you this, so take it with a grain of salt. No. But the, what Hogue brought, brought up earlier about Broderick, thank you very much, is that uh, the experience, he had a redshirt year. He started four games at left tackle as a redshirt freshman, which is very impressive at Georgia. That's that's a, that's mm-hmm. you're, you're rising rapidly. Uh, and then he started uh, in his entire sophomore year. So, but, it, but has been on the field less than everyone else but the the ability to get downfield and violently block someone and move in space, which everybody knows that this is what the Bears want to do, is there. So we can you can kind of envision him being ten yards down and springing Justin Fields on that last block, and all of a sudden he's going to the end zone, and or it wouldn't work out in this scenario, but and or Bijan Robinson, who somehow they're just going to get both. They're getting Robinson and 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 Broderick Jones. Yeah. Let's go. Or Khalil Herbert, that's fine. The one thing I'll say about any of these guys, and I think that includes Broderick Jones, although I could see it with... I think Paris Johnson would be the only one where I'd be aggressive about moving Braxton Jones over to the right side. Mm Mm-hmm. 
What does that say for also, you? Also, there's too many Joneses in here. We got Braxton Jones. We got Broderick Jones. There's another Jones we're about to talk about. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. Can we make it any more harder? This DJ Moore. They went seriously. From, they went from Ryan and Matt to Ryan and Matt when they yeah, changed the like, general manager. Come on, what's going on here? I mean. It's really making me work very hard to get it all straight here, and I <laughs> didn't need a higher degree of difficulty. There's to do only that. one Bijan. That's right. Bijan's easy to remember. Let's go. Draft him. Done. They're not taking a right. I know. I'm aware. We'll get to that. There's, there's, the, <laughs> there's also the JSN JMS combo. That's also kind of. Yeah, that one too. I'm like. It, it, it is. Jackson Smith and Jingle John Michael Schmitz. Like, I mean, John Michael Jingleheimer Schmitz? There's a lot going on here, man. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmitz. <laughs> oh, All right. my God. Let's get to number four. Another disagreement for me here because I had our number five guy uh, here instead of this guy. But, you know, it's a consensus top five, and there's some love for Darnell Wright out there from Tennessee. Six five. 342, um, big dude, Darnell Wright. Oh, boy. Yeah, and um, some things here. I, I definitely think we're talking about a right tackle here if they go the Darnell Wright route. Now, I think drafting him at nine would be a reach, and I don't think he's going to be okay. there. Now, you I could will s- riot if they draft him at nine. Yeah. They're not obviously doing that this would be a trade down scenario and or a massive fall there's been now there's been some late first round talk with darnell right so that is something to put in there he may sneak in the back half of the first round probably not in position for the bears um but he's an interesting player he's got really good hands if he gets if he gets his hands on you you're done you're not getting out of there uh i thought he was a little inconsistent during senior bowl practices uh, just watching on TV, we had Nick down there. I was watching all the coverage on TV, um, but he did have a better game. So the consensus coming out of Senior Bowl was it was an overall positive experience for him. Uh, and this does matter to me. His best tape came against Will Anderson, right from Alabama. Like that matters. That was probably his best college game. Um, now he. I question the scheme fit a little bit more based on just what he's played in. I do think he's athletic enough to to play pretty much anything, but not a ton of zone base in that Tennessee offense. So, but I think he's moving the right tackle. He'll be all right. He's definitely not one of the most athletic guys. How can you be at 350 yeah. pounds? I know it's crazy. It's he's a big dude. Um, so now the other thing is he's also somewhat of a one year wonder. He was highly recruited coming out of high school and struggled he played left tackle two years ago. He was much better at right tackle last season. Much better. So I think if you draft him, you are talking about a right tackle. He's a really good run blocker. Um, so there's some of those concerns I have right there is why I have him fifth instead of fourth. But overall, we, as a consensus, keep putting him number four on our big board. Just a couple things to, that stood out to me. Number one, Lewis Riddick loves this dude. I don't know if, how much you believe in Lewis's analysis. I do. Uh, he said Darnell Wright's going to be a Pro Bowl All-Pro his rookie season. Wow. Now, his rookie season. In consideration, in my mind, for best overall player in this draft when it is all said and done. And wow. That is a big-ass comment from Lewis Riddick. Should be a, in bold, great pro. So, there you go. Uh, that's that's one dude who's incredibly when we're trying to get creative here trade down and maybe you know who knows if, if ryan pulls anywhere close to that level of thought but that would be an interesting 
an interesting guy if that's the way they go. Yeah, but if Ryan Poles flat out came out and flat out said Orlando Brown wasn't a scheme fit, right? Mm-hmm. Then it, it seems to me that his you know measurables, his weight, his size doesn't fit. Fair. What Ryan Poles is looking for in an offensive line, correct? right? And, and that's the yeah. other stuff. He's not. He's not. He's not for every offensive scheme because that's, of that. And again, that went into somewhat. I, I like right to a point. There, like there are linemen. I've, I said this yesterday. We talked about our CHGO big board. There are linemen I'm, that we're going to leave completely off the board. And right now, as I look at Darnell Wright, I I was I I like him enough that I'm, I wasn't going to leave him off the board. But I'm not convinced he's a Bears guy. I'm not convinced he's perf, a perfect fit for what the Bears want on their own line. And that's where I had him a little bit farther down the list. Where do you stand on this scheme talk? This has been a big talking point on Bears Twitter for like the last week. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So you agree that teams should have a scheme fit? Because the 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 opposite of that argument is that you you should always find good players no matter what your scheme is because that was a naggy issue, right? Sure. He we would tell like get upset that he wouldn't take because he wanted everything to fit into his little system and good coaches should find a way to find good great players no matter what the scheme is. So where where do you stand on that? So I think. It's a great question. It and really is. It, it, because I, I don't think it's black and white. And here's where I'm going to go. I think that specifically when it comes to your skill positions, you need to be able to be flexible. If there's a really good athlete that just is electric with the ball in his hands, you find a way to make him work in your system. You just have to. But when it comes to building on the line of scrimmage, especially with an offensive line, you have to have a type that you're looking for. You have to be committed to that type. You have to be committed to the scheme. Are you zone-based? Are you gap scheme? Are you power? What are you doing here? What is the basis of your run game? Because, and then this is where it crosses back over to the skill position players and why it matters with the running backs. Again, I think if you have a special running back, you make it work. But in a zone-based run scheme, you are trying to get to an area and creating a cutback. And you have to have a running back that has good vision and good ability to do that. And so there, it's just not, it's a gray area and you have to walk the fine line. But if you're going to be stubborn with it, too stubborn with it, then I think that's a problem. But when it comes to building a, a line of, you know, a line of scrimmage in your offensive line, I do think you have to stick to a certain type and maybe not cross guys completely off, be flexible, but I'm certainly not reaching for one in the top 10 that I don't think is a, a good fit for what I'm trying to build. Just want to get this on record. It's not a gray area for me. It's crystal clear when it comes to the quarterback, which is interesting because people are pushing back on Lewis Riddick and saying that, well, you love my, Matt Nagy. And that was Matt Nagy's problem. It's a lot of coaches' problem, at least in my mind. And I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky would have been phenomenal, but they, you have to, you, t- your, your quarterback, if you're a, if you're a, this is our scheme, this is how we do things, versus what do I have and let's figure out how to make it work a la the Ravens and the success that they've had with Lamar, you, that's, where, that's where it's just enraging to me. You take your best player and you put him in a position to succeed. However, with an offensive lineman, that's different because we're try, he's trying to unlock the best players on the team. Totally different situation for me. But then that puts you, I mean, this is kind of going big picture, but then 
if you're drafting an offensive lineman and building your offensive line to your scheme, and it's Luke Getze's scheme, let's say A, either he moves on to greener pastures, or B, he gets let go because they're not successful enough. Now you've kind of pigeonholed yourself into, we got to find a coach that matches these players, correct? True, but again, I think it, it part of the problem specifically with the offensive line in this conversation is it's five players acting as one. So you can't just take somebody that's a that's more power gap scheme based and plug them in with four other guys that get on the move and sure. work with an outside zone scheme. It's it's much different when you're talking about one guy, one wide receiver. You can find and make run a certain route, do this one certain thing that fits within the offense or have them within a package and you can kind of build that package for that player. With your offensive lineman, they're ideally on the field for every play of your entire game because you don't want them to get hurt. And those are the five you got to roll with, and they got to work together. So you can't just take one right tackle and that doesn't fit your system and put them with the other four. Sure. It's, it's just a different conversation. Every single one of them has to have on the same exact shady rays to take on the sun. <laughs> they have to the, the, the gear that's built to last. They all got to look good. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with the premium. Shady Rays, so good to have you back. The premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays, the independent sunglasses company you're buying from, just an outstanding group that's put together a world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. And you know, don't buy the expensive pair. You want the Shady Rays because they're durable. They have the extremely clear optics. They're great for an outdoor adventure. They're good to be sitting at home on your couch watching the Bears. They're good for anything, but they have the insane protection in all of Iowa, this is the best part of it, as you know. If you don't know, listen up. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements. If you lose it, you break it, you throw it out the window, you break it on Bragg's heads, all, all you got to do is call them up and they will give you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Uh, you can wear those Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase it. So this is what you do. This is exclusively for our listeners here at CHGO Bears. Shady Rays, best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that code CHGO. HGO 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Get yourself going with your shady rays. Yep. And uh, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, I'm going to show this to you, buddy, here because we get a new read oh, to wow. be operating with. It requires yeah. multiple friends. Uh, okay. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me yeah. update my situation here. And I'm, I'm ready for you, buddy. Uh, but you've heard us talk about a lot with the ComEd Energy Efficiency efficiency program which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future and yet does offer a wide variety of incentives adam hogue on the lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for hvac systems commercial kit 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 commercial kitchen equipment thank you very much or lawrence industrial processes how does it work there mr at the well this is what happens here adam hogan authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs they'll even deal with guys like greg braggs they'll deal with anyone and this can be done in person if you'd like or virtually it lasts about two hours within three to four weeks customers are going to get a report detailing their energy efficiency projects that can start uh, that Comet will start working on immediately. 
Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and a simple payback. If you own a business, by the way, don't wait. Keep going. You want me to keep going? All right, fine then. I'll just keep going. Right. That's what it says. That's what it says, right. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's the first time on the fly here. I didn't know how long I could go. This feels like Passover. Like, you want me to keep going at the Seder? This is why I'm going to keep going. All right. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Yes, I did. Schedule it today. Thank you, comed. Get it done. All right. Uh, we are down to our last player, our top five Offensive tackles, as I try to refine my board here. Um, now, you thought 342 was big. Can I can I sell you on 374? This dude's a man. Dewan Jones. He's a man and a woman and a, and a thing. Let's go, Dewan. <laughs> what? He's huge. Okay. <laughs> oh, so weird. 6'8", <laughs> 374. Uh, I love this guy. The more and more I watch him, and you want to talk about scheme fit, oh, is he too big? Dude, this guy can move at his size. He really can. I'm not pigeonholing him in any scheme. Um, just a massive player, probably a right tackle only, but his feet are incredible. Big feet. For his size. And um, now, there was a weird thing that happened at the Senior Bowl where he dominated the first day, and then he didn't do anything the rest of the week. These things happen. Um which I was kind of wondering, like, all right, the the one weakness to being that big, right, that massive, is all right. Our our guy's going to adjust and attack you differently. They obviously can't go through you. You're just too too big. But now you start talking about spin moves. Would guys have adjusted on day two, day three of those practices, and we never got to see it. So maybe a good business move by him, but it's still kind of a questionable thing. Where I'm like, wait a minute, why did you do that? Um, but if the Bears want to put a wall up at right tackle for Justin Fields, I love the idea, Dewan Jones. Um, he, cause he is just big, surprisingly mobile for a, as big as he is. And, uh, I think he, the, the reality is that Ohio state, they ran outside zone. So he's got the experience of doing this running scheme while also blocking for a mobile quarterback, by the way. So I, I think he'd be a, a, a fit despite how big he is. And I would prefer personally, I prefer him over Darnell Wright. Surprisingly mobile for as big as he is. Sounds like somebody I know in a cul-de-sac. Oh. I mean, you should you should reach out to <laughs> Dewan's family and show him that as well. I mean, now I want to see you do a Dewan Jones video. <laughs> Longest wingspan in the history of the Senior Bowl, by the way. Strengths. So no no questions about his arm length. NFL.com strikes human mountain requiring <laughs> long hikes to navigate. I mean, this guy's amazing. Plays oh. with good movement. Massive wingspan overwhelms rushers when his hands are timed up. Displays ability to slide up. Da, 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 da. But I thought that was amazing. Human mounted. Uh, he's had a lot of penalties, Adam Hogue. A lot of penalties. Okay. Penalties bad. Penalties Less are penalties bad. good. Penalties are bad. Um, and for as big as he is, he's unable to uh, execute move blocks with any consistency. So there's that too, which stood out to me. That would be tough in an outside zone scheme. Yes. But if you like Paris Johnson, you can't just rule this dude out because he's huge. 
Well, he is number five on our list. Yes. Um, but oh, I think the, the yeah. We're talking second round here. If he's there at 53, I would take him. Uh, for the record, Anton Harrison came in at number six, um, receiving uh, one or two votes in the way we, we did this. Um, he is the tackle from Oklahoma, who's getting qu- quite a bit of love. But uh, I just think he's kind of a good enough a- athlete, probably only a tackle. And um, he needs to add some strength, get better, better as a run blocker, in my opinion. I don't think he's a day one starter, so I wouldn't draft him in the first round. Maybe in the second round, he's in the conversation. Um, I'm not sure he will be, though, but that was who came in number six. We're going to continue to update this on our CHGO big board. We'll get deeper, too, and eventually have, you know, beyond the top 10. Our goal at the by the time we get to the draft is ha- to have a consensus top 100 for you. So on those two shows that we have for you Thursday and Friday night, we are uh, going deep with uh, all the options that we have as we break it down live. Carm just brought out a box. Uh, so I have a lot of super chats to get to before we get to the What's in the box? You want to do the super chats and then the what's box? What's in the box? I think so. Let's get to the super chats and yeah, then we'll do the box. A lot of supers out there uh, asking about uh, all these wonderful things uh, about tackles and et cetera, et cetera. Forte inch Ditka. <laughs> we'll start there. $1.99. Why isn't Tevin Jenkins getting a shot at right tackle? Because they don't like him there, Forte. Uh, they they moved him inside. They like him inside. He ain't going back outside. Asked and answered. Poles has a type. It, yeah, they don't think he can play there. Period. End of story. We'll give Forte his second super chat right away here. Four ninety nine for this one. Thank you. Uh, he says that Corey Wooten talked about how important technique is on the line. Hope we don't get too caught up in measurables. Great. I'm with you, Forte. Mode. And uh, Corey's going to be at our draft show, by the way. So yep. you have now, to hang, hang out with Woot. Measurables you can't change, though. Technique you can. So that's why teams tend to look towards measurables because they always believe their coaching staff can coach them up. Now, sometimes that's to a fault, but that's part of the equation. All right, this one's from Brandon for $5. Where does Skaronsky come I like how that was written like a, like a Chicago. How does Skaronsky? Skaronsky. Where does Skaronsky compare to Quentin Nelson when he was a prospect? Garm, you're a good sport with all this Graham nonsense. Hashtag team Carm. Thank you, Brandon. You're my, you're my guy. Quentin Nelson Graham was like, nonsense. Quentin Nelson was considered like the best player in the draft. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say this. I don't think Skaronsky's that far behind Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson definitely had higher people. It may remember that. I loved Quentin Nelson. Like, his tape was ridiculous. But he was also guard only. Like, you had the tape of him playing guard. Skaronsky was a right. tackle in college. Nelson played guard at Notre Dame. You knew that's what he was going to be. But his tape was unbelievable. Um, and so, you don't have him that far from Quentin Nelson? I think he can... I think he can have... A Quentin Nelson like career. That's crazy. I mean, that just surprises me. I I I defer to your opinion on this and respect your opinion heavily, but that just really surprises me because Quentin Nelson was just such a force. Like when he was coming out in the draft, everyone talked about how he was like the safest pick and can't miss and all that stuff. So, well, the difference is I'm admitting it's obviously a projection. I mean, you, but I have. Let me put it this way. We'll never know. Again, projection. But had Skaronsky been a guard in Northwestern the last three years, I think his tape would look pretty damn similar. Wow. That's an interesting. Now, he doesn't quite – they are different. I don't want to, like – Simplify it too he, much. Nelson is probably a nastier, like, 
That's what I'm finisher, wondering. Like where it pops off the tape a little bit more. Skaronsky's more of just like this finesse, but the consistency is just the way he passes off stunts. It's just, it's very impressive. Like it's just clean tape where he's not quite the same, like nasty finisher that Quentin Nelson was that you get okay. really excited about. Not quite the same player, but I, I just think in terms of the ceiling and how well I, I think, I just think he's going to be a great player. That's all. Okay. All right, Tom. Yeah, Papalardo, five dollars. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. left tackle with most uh, potential to be a franchise left tackle. Bears need to take a shot at having a franchise QB and left tackle. This combo could lead to an elite offense. Tom, good points there. The scary part about it, though, is if he's not and you use the number nine overall pick on him, that sets you back big time. So you better be sure. Got to get it right. Not going to be, as Braggs mentioned earlier, not gonna, hopefully not going to be up here that much longer. Alex, you Even know. Though they Ale- do have two picks next year. Let's go. Alex Leatherwood, you know, was a big prospect coming out. and He's already on a different team. Yeah. That's the worst case scenario. Zippo. All right. Renetta Smith, $5. Uh, very cool avatar there of the bear over the city. Uh, Broderick Jones or Paris Johnson Jr. for me as offensive tackle. All right. There you go. Renetta's Thanks, my Renetta. girl. Renetta's awesome. And then I'm not sure. Renetta also just threw another $2 to say my favorite player in this draft, Hogue. That was just now. I don't know if who are we just talking about. That is that probably Broderick? I don't know. Juan Jones? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, she says it's it's Jones. Yeah, Dewan Jones. There we go. Or Broderick yes. Jones. Uh, Dewan, I think. Dewan. I don't know. Again, there's so many Joneses, I'm not really sure. Braxton Jones. <laughs> what that means? Broderick Jones. All Dewan the Joneses. Joneses. Uh, now, Renetta also said <laughs> this. <laughs> this was a $10 super chat. Renetta is awesome. Love you, Renetta. Uh, I really wish I could attend the draft party. I'm attending the Bears draft party at Soldier Field that Thursday, but this sounds like it's going to be a blast. So, But wait, like, Renetta. There's more. Renetta. We are doing a draft party on Friday night as well. So if you're at Soldier Field on Thursday, no hard feelings. Make sure you pick up some socks for, Bears socks for me. And then on Friday, come to our draft party. At Joe's on Weed Street, we're doing the second and third round. What did you for ask the them to pick you up? See, at the Bears Soldier Field thing, they they have, you know, where they sell excess equipment and different things. Yeah. And they have these socks. I've given some socks here. Oh. Like the socks that were never used that the yeah. players actually wear. Yeah. That's where I reload on them every year this year. What do you do with them? I give them as Christmas presents or I give them to friends. I brought some here to the studio. I'll probably be bringing some to the draft party and throwing them into the crowd. But the re- I'm asking you this question for a specific reason as we get off topic now. I believe it was Jake Flanagan gave me a pair of these socks yeah. like months ago. Right, I, I don't get- know what I'm supposed to do with them. Well, they're great in the winter. They're great. You wear them? Yeah, they're great in the winter. They're like wear- the football socks that go up above your knee. I'll wear them to shovel. Do you shovel or do you, does Hollywood Hogue have somebody on when you're shovel them and for? walk around? I'm and not hang. walking around in bare socks. Why not? What? They is go your problem, up above man? your knee. It's a fun Sunday. They're football socks. They're awesome socks. Now you're going to wear them on the show. You're going to wear them for a show. Okay. I'll wear them tomorrow. Get some I'm flexibility in your sock. Wear them for the, the Braxton Jones interview. Great sock. <laughs> I'll wear them. Let's go. Are those yellow submarine yeah. socks? I don't know what these are. They're, these are outstanding. 
They're great socks in the winter. Those are great socks to shovel. I wear happy socks. I'm a happy person. Please stop showing your legs to everybody. Can we get through these super chats? <laughs> we we will try to do that. Here's a boosted venom with the 499er. Would you guys be opposed to drafting a center, keeping Cody at left guard, and moving Jenkins back to tackle? Also, Graham, LBJ is the goat. Oh, boy. You know, that's so funny that everyone's celebrating. He had a game winner last night. Guy was one for two on layups. Blue one that sent it in overtime. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Uh, what was the other part of that? Sorry. Guys, we got to stop the Jenkins moving the tackle thing. I feel like we've covered this a lot. Uh, but, yes, if they draft a young center, um, I guess Cody Whitehair could move back to left guard. Or, I don't know. It's also a possibility. They All right, move, listen, they anybody out. that super chats that LBJ is a GOAT, we should deny that super chat <laughs> and send their money back. That's it will pay you to not ever super chat See, again. See, I disagree. I, yeah. think we should, I think we should charge deny the super chat and keep the money. I think we should charge them double. That's what I think. Hey, you can you can have your incorrect opinion on who the GOAT is and clear that No, means. you can't. I'm actually with you. I'm with you. You cannot have that opinion. It's not allowed on this show. All right. All right, so Chubbs. One for two on layups. Chubbs. Five bucks to say that uh, everybody needs to stop talking about offensive lines. The only sensible pick is D-line. Otherwise, we're going to lose 10 games in a row again. And then he uh, threw a second $2 super chat in to say that the worst D-line in history equals the worst losing. Chubbs is a friend of mine. He has been beating this drum, and he will not stop until his voice is heard. He does not understand people talking about wide receiver or offensive line or anything else, D-line, D-line, D-line all day for Chubbs, and I respect it. It's a very likely outcome at nine. We're just going to have to wait and see. I also love his dog. I don't think anybody discussing any other position isn't saying we don't need Chubbs isn't wrong, though. They need help there badly. 100%. 100%. That's not uh, – But you want the pick to hit, whoever it is. Next three super chats, no response. Oh, okay. Uh, Bears on Kawhi. I'll respond to this one. Okay, if comfy with Braxton at left tackle, Skaronsky is the pick. If not, Paris Johnson Jr. and move Braxton in love with a trade back and one of the right I don't think, only guys. Well, we'll talk to Braxton, and, but I, and I don't know, but it seems to me they're very much open to moving him. I don't Braxton. think they're in a hurry to move him. I think they're, they're willing open. to. Yeah, that's fair. He'll be here Friday, by the way, 2.30 special show. Anything else? Okay. Uh, uh, so Savage Smiley uh, threw a couple $2 Super Chats away and added, just wanted to say I love you guys. Cram has some outlandish takes, and I love me some brags, but Hogue is definitely my favorite. Hogue is everyone's favorite, and rightfully so. It's not he's the most, nor- he's the most normal people. human being currently on this set. Hardly. I wish I, wish I was <laughs> Actually, Hogue's my favorite. My wife disagrees. If I could get rid of myself, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, speaking of favorites, Oscar Styles threw us eight bucks to say if the Panthers somehow are in play for the number one overall pick next season, can we send Delitty to the Panthers' last game of the season? It's true. Oh, I see what he did there. Yeah. He's a good luck charm, no doubt good about it. Charm. All right, what's going on with the box? So I get what's in the box. So, I'm, so here's here, I'm gonna I'm gonna little pre-show. Yeah. Carm told me about this box. It occurred to me, um, as the normal person on the set, are you going to bring some scissors over 
Is it? And then I man? thought it was going to be more fun if he just struggled to open it, which he's been doing for the last two minutes. Yeah, that's why I started on it because so I'm also you know, we're busy. And, 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 but hey, this, first of all, uh, this was addressed to yours truly. Uh, but it has no address on it. It has, has our street. So somehow it just found us, which is amazing. Um, does have our suite on it. And then it says, attention, arguable goat. And that <laughs> is an amazing thing. So You're a brave person for opening a random box addressed to you. This. And looky, 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 buddy. What, what does that say? What? It says four brags. Our guy, Kurt. What is Who's, this? It says four brags right here. Yep. Look at this. Hold on. Four carm. Hey, zoom this in. Four carm. Four brags. <laughs> Don't worry. I have no two. hoax shirt. I, I got. I got two. I got two for you, buddy. Oh yeah. It says it's four a, brags. Arguable goat. Arguable goat. <laughs> oh my god. And look at that. You oh, got to see it. You got to see it. Oh, look at it. Got Northside for my cubbies. Got this hat. Got to open it up for my big head. Bang! So, so revenge tour. My guy Kurt, who's got a uh, who's uh, active in the chat all the time, reached out with this, and uh, we it's appreciate on. you so much. The first uh, time we've gotten a gift on the show, that's and very nice. It, I mean, the revenge tour is on, people. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I mean, come on, the attention, arguable goat. I don't know if I've ever had a better moment in my life. <laughs> and I, I, we're going to the White Sox game I was going to say, you better wear that to the game. It's, it's all amazing. over uh, guaranteed right field, that's which, amazing. by the way, we got to go. I was going to say, I'm not going. The game started already. You are going. It's a 12-minute drive. You got a hell? Oh, yeah? And how long is the drive home at 4 o'clock on the Kennedy? Oh, just live your life. <laughs> Listen to, re-listen to the pod, study up on a Dewan Jones. Do, you, you can make use of the time. Nothing like being in the car. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kurt. That's pretty really awesome. nice. 808s is merchandise company. 808s. Uh, Boosted right. through another one says, you're my favorite, Craig. Gullage. Thanks, Boosted. I love it, Venom. And Just clean up the LeBron takes. Our guy, Gary Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, Daniel's... <laughs> With NFL Network reporting, Carter has a promise inside top 10. Thoughts? That's what his agent said. Let's not read too much into a it. Although. Promise? Didn't uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad come out and say the Bears promised oh, they were picking oh. him? Isn't that, isn't that a thing that happened? That did happen. Yeah. So, then yeah it didn't promises. Happen. It's hard to believe. Promises. Just be careful what you're reading and believing. Okay. Uh, pre-draft, unless it's coming from me. I then, then definitely believe it. I have a flawless record. Someone mentioned crags. Is that a... That's that, not a thing. Is that like People a have tried to make Ragelina it a thing. thing. Bigs. No, none of it's Between a thing. Between you two? Bags. Crags. Cram is the only thing that's taken on. And I think he has now, you know, gotten somebody to create a burner in my honor. I think Cram's up to something. We'll All talk right. about it off screen. Make sure you go get those tickets to our draft party. We can't wait to see you yeah, there. Yeah, somebody asked in the chat real quick. Robert Lee asked, to CHGO, what is, if any, discount code to become a CHGO diehard? $80 my current situation is doable, but any savings would surely help. Yes, if you become a diehard, you get a discount. That's not what the question That's is. That's not what the question is. The he question wants a is, can you get a discount a to become a diehard? The answer to that, unfortunately, is no. The price is the price, but by becoming a diehard, you get discounts on events, Reading merchandise. It pays for itself by the end of the year. We promise 
Uh, that's why we make it a, uh, for those of you that are diehards and watch the show every single day, there's no reason not to be a diehard because you get those discounts throughout the year and it pays for itself. So, uh, <laughs> and, and beyond up. that. So thank you so much for being here. Good effort. We are out of here. Uh, tomorrow it'll be Will and Nick, Chicago Audible version, a special Thursday edition of uh, that edition of the show because Friday Braxton Jones will be here in studio with us. It's a special 2.30 start on a Friday. Um, again, make sure you check out those tickets at allchgo.com. Can't wait to see you at the draft party. And uh, make sure you're back here at noon tomorrow with Will and Nick. Talk to you then.